Hi, Dad. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It is Thursday, May 30th, 2019, and it was a very rainy, rainy day today. Um, stormy, rainy, and uh, but we're here. It's the evening, and it's fun to talk to you. Um, and we asked, uh, we asked uh, Sophia what she was thinking about in terms of a topic, and uh, she came up with the idea of irrational fears how to think about, how to manage, how to overcome irrational fears. And just wondering what you thought about that. Well, that's a really good one, irrational fears. Uh, I, I was uh, on the phone most of the day today with the Veterans Administration going over the death benefits for your mother to, uh, uh, regarding the money, how much money she would be getting after I died. So uh, because I'm... Uh, you know, I'm uh, class four or whatever it is, uh, TOPD, and they've got me on hospice, home hospice here. So I'm sitting on the edge of my grave and and uh, tapping my foot, watching the dirt fall in. And an irrational fear is, is, is a good subject because the definition that I understood from Sophie that she had, and Sophie is... Uh, uh, was she a junior now or a senior in college? She's going into her senior year. Going into her senior year. But irrational fear is what was the definition she gave for it? Uh, um, something that uh, you really shouldn't be afraid of but are fearful of anyway. Absolutely. That is that is that is so cool because when I learned the definition of fear and... Um, Fear is defined as, I understand it, for me, and for lots of people, is false evidence appearing real. Mm. So a fear is basically, uh, you're creating this false evidence in your mind about something that appears real. In other words, uh, uh, there's sharks in the water. Uh, and there are no sharks in the water. But there could be sharks in the water. So uh, I'm so afraid of, wa of sharks that I'm not going to jump in the water. Or I... Uh, and that's the, fa the false evidence is that there's sharks in the water, even though there isn't sharks in the water. And uh, you know that because the minute I say sharks, you start to cough, right? Right. I have a tickle. Yeah, you have a... You have, as I recall, we took you to see the movie Jaws when we didn't know what it was, when you were small, and ever since then you've had this fear of sharks in the water. So, um, but uh, the other side of that is when you know there's no reason to be afraid, you're still afraid. You're, you're, you're afraid of fear. Uh, and no matter how much your logical mind goes into play, you still have this this fear haunting you, this false evidence appearing real. And in life, we we constantly are facing that on a daily basis. Uh, the fear might be that we're not going to get a raise, we're not going to get that job, uh, our husband or our wife uh, doesn't love us, uh, our children aren't doing the right things. 
you know, there's, there's constant fears that we have that aren't necessarily real. We conjure those up. It's a, it's as though fear was a, a, a big mushroom that was looming over our heads, and uh, it created this uh, the stench in our minds. So, one of the ways that we can fight fear is by looking at its opposite. So, for example, Saber, what do you think the opposite of fear is? Um, the opposite of fear is, I don't know, being in the present moment. Um, peace, comfort, uh, acceptance, acceptance maybe? If you picked up a thesaurus and you looked at the opposite of fear, the probability would be that courage would appear at the other end. Mm, that makes sense. Because if you're fearful in one end, you're cowering on one end, and then the opposite of that is you're standing tall and courageous on the other end, and you're not afraid of fear. <laughs> one of the interesting things, I, in the Marine Corps, of course, you know that, but they, they, they taught us to not be afraid. And uh, the way they did that was like they did the ninjas, is that you're already dead. The ninjas uh, aren't afraid of dying because they have trained themselves to be already dead. If you're already dead, are you fearful of being killed? No, because you're already dead. It, it's a strange phenomenon, but it works. Why do stupid people succeed? Well... Because they have the courage to go beyond what the unstupid people find as blockages. Because if you look at a lot of people and you wonder how in the heck did they get to where, they're, where they are, because they're, they're not any smarter <laughs> than I am, they're not any wiser than I am, but they are more courageous. Courageous. You gotta look at fear as an enemy. Fear is. Fear is a stumbling block. Every time you have a sense of fear, you've got to look at it as the devil with a pitchfork. And in on the pitchforks are the stench of all of these vile and ugly things that are trying to hold you back from going forward. And then on the other side is the shining, beautiful shield you know, and it's the shield of courage. It's your courage. And if you take a deep breath and you suck in that breath and you say to yourself, I can do this. I can do this. It might take me a lot longer, but I can do this. I can work myself through this fear. And, you know, it's almost like academic that if you want to teach a child to overcome his or her fear, you keep them doing what they need to do and one day they realize they can do it but it's not easy at first well we're the same way we have to keep trying and trying and trying and trying and uh, the easy way is just to give up so fear is the false evidence appearing real and courage is the light that shines on the footprints 
that lead out of the darkness into the light. And so when you think of fear, you've got to bring in your mind a spotlight, a, a glowing star that just it, it illuminates the pathway. And it says, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, I'm going to give you this one quick little story to kind of sum it up. Uh, when I was, I, I was, uh, been an alcoholic for 30 years, and I, when I was first getting sober, I went to this uh, Laguna Beach men's club, and uh, I, I was brand new, and I went in, and there was like 200 men jammed into this, this small room, all sitting at like picnic tables, and, uh, and it was an inside room, and, and to, to be able to speak, you had to just jump up and start talking and, and it was like I was just intimidated by everything <clears throat> and of course I was fearful that I had this curable disease which actually ended up being sobriety which was great I had sobriety but uh, anyway this this guy jumps up on top of the, one of the tables and he's shaped like a teardrop he looked just like a teardrop and he says you know my name's so and so and I'm an alcoholic he says I'm going to tell you the secret to life and death. And, of course, there was a the room was kind of silent. He says, I'm dying. He says, I have pancreatic uh, cancer. In other words, it pancreas or whatever it was that caused his liver. I guess it was his liver cancer. And, and it bloated his stomach so badly. And he says, I only have a couple of weeks to live, and I'm going to die. And the minute he said that, you looked at him, you knew he was marching to the in the end of his life. So he says, look, here's what life is. Life is like a PVC pipe. He says, you're walking along in life and the sun's shining and the birds are singing and the flowers are popping out, you know, the springtime. And he says, the great aromas and scents are filling your nostrils and it just couldn't be better. The sky's all blue, azure blue, and you've got these beautiful white clouds. And he says, you're walking along, and all of a sudden, smack, you run into a pile of shit. And he says, the shit gets in your nose, it gets in your eyes, it's in your ears. And he says, oh, you got it. And you've got to keep going forward. You can't go back. So you're clawing your way through, and this crap is all over you. And you're trying to wipe it out of your eyes and your ears and your hair. And it just, oh, more and more and more of this. And you think it'll never end this crap that you're stuck in and then all of a sudden you burst out of it and all of a sudden instead of it being totally all over you it's less and less of it and then a little rain drops down and it starts to wash it off and pretty soon there's a heavier rain and next thing you know it's washing it all out of your ears and your nose and your eyes and your hair and all of a sudden the grass starts to turn green and the flowers are popping up again and they're beautiful the cerulean sky is just singing to you and all of a sudden the birds are flying overhead and you're back in paradise again and you're marching along and smiling and whack you run into another pile of shit and you dig yourself through it and you go yeah, yeah, yeah. and he went on like that for a few minutes and, and as he was talking life the existence of human beings, the, the reason that we have fear 
the reason that we have joy and happiness all dawned on me because he was saying we have good times and we have bad times. He said we have our fears, but we have our courages. He says if we keep moving forward, because his whole story was we're in a pipeline and we're moving forward. And no matter what we do in life, we have to move forward. And the measure of our courage is our ability to move forward, even in the midst of fear. I can remember being pinned down with bullets flying everywhere, hitting and chewing up the ground. The only way I was ever going to survive was if I got up and I moved forward and got out of got out of that place. And and I did. So, you know, the the trick to life is we don't stop. We don't wallow in the fear. We don't get caught in that uh, pile of crap where in our minds we think that fear is cement. It's not. It's just goo. It's just poo. We can work our way through it. We can climb through it. We can grab and pull until we hit the sunshine. Thanks a lot. I'm trying to, like, find my, my, oh, here we go, sorry. <laughs> if you like what you've heard, please pass this tape along, and you're free to contribute what you can, um, if you liked what you heard, to Cliff and Lori McKenzie at 45 Park Terrace West, Department 2G, New York, New York, 10034. Thank you. Bye.